So maybe we can just say, um, picking up from where we left off. Perfect. Hi, I'm Ali Ibrahim. I was born in Nigeria, but have been living in Malaysia for the past 16 years. And I'm Al Siu. I've just moved to Ireland from Malaysia, where I was born. We are two friends working through our thoughts about things, and this, this is, is Al and Al try podcasting. I think I have more films that I was mad about this year. <laughs> okay, tell me a movie you're, you're, you're mad about. Okay, first of all, that the everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, I think we've talked about this before privately. Yes. But I just don't get the hype at all. I just, I think what I'm impressed by is that with that small budget that they have, yeah, like the technical aspects of the film, I'm very impressed by. Yes. I think they did a wonderful job. But I, I just, I don't know. I think it's too, way too random and overstimulating for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I just I couldn't get behind that whole like weirdness. <laughs> like at some point, like it's not that I'm against like weird films. Mm. If it gets like really, really out of this world weird, I just, I can't, yeah, I can't, I, I'm not really behind that anymore. Like weird, like Matrix weird, I can, I can do. <laughs> Which I really enjoyed. The, the, I think that was the first film I watched this year, The Matrix Resurrections. Wait, you like that? I like that more than I like everything, everywhere, all once. Whoa. Yeah, I know. You're going to be like, you're wrong, Whoa. but yeah. That's- <laughs> I mean, you're, you definitely are, and I'm glad you know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people disagree that it was enjoyable, but I really like The Matrix. I agree with you in terms of the production value, given the budget. mm but I completely disagree that a lot happened in it. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, I think, yes, like, a lot happened, but I also feel like it's very streamlined. Like, it's a very easy film to follow. Mm. I don't think it's confusing. I don't think it's even that weird because it is almost like a jigsaw puzzle in a way. Like, mm. everything connects to, to, to everything. Which is why I think of it more as, okay, do you think everything, everywhere, all at once is like a pop film or like an art film? Hmm. I think I'm going to say pop film. Correct. And I think the very fact that they sort of snuck this apparent weirdness into a pop film, into like a mainstream film, Mm -hmm. I think that's incredible because it's a mainstream film that doesn't feel like it's made by committee. Mm. Yes, I don't think... Everything I've ever all at once is like the best film this year. Yeah. But I would not be mad if it won the best picture. Right. I think one of the reasons why people are sort of mad is because it's like, oh, this story is like simplistic. The resolution is too simplistic. And it's like, but they are making a mainstream film. Like this is the like this is not hereditary. Like they're, they're not making an art film mm. that has sort of like this mainstream potential. Like they're making a mainstream film. And it's like watching a rom-com and then getting mad that at the end, the couples get together. Ah, it's just like, that mean. is the trope. Like, they have to get together. Yeah, I think, I think that's my issue with it, now that you mentioned. It's the simplicity behind the ending, right? Yeah. But I think because I went in there thinking Swiss Army Men, because that's what I'm familiar with, especially with from the, the two Daniels, right? Yeah. So I think I went in there with that and then it is not, but then I'm also like, okay, they're trying to like introduce this to the mainstream 
Yeah. But like, I just, yeah, I think that was not what I was expecting. And so when the ending was so simplistic, I just, I just, they lost me lah. That, that's fair. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, I think that that's fair. And I think part of why I like it is because I just saw, okay, like this is a simple film mm. and maybe I wouldn't have liked it as much if I wasn't a filmmaker. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe you can see something that I cannot see. No, 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 not even see in terms of production, but just in terms of now, I guess somebody else might say like, let me make this personal film mm. and make it slightly weird because everything everywhere all at once exists and proves that you can make a slightly weird film right. that works. Mm. So that's kind of what I'm thinking. In the sense that like, these things don't have to be very sanitized. Mm. They can still have a personality. Yes, that's the word. The movie has a personality. Mm. So it's, it's not weird. It has a personality. And I think it's okay to sort of make mainstream films with a personality. Like, I've seen films this year. It's just like, I don't know. Like, when I watch it, I don't think to myself, I wonder who directed this. Like, maybe I know the director just because, you know, I'm in the scene. But like, watching the movie, I don't think like, I wonder who directed this. But I guarantee you, a lot of people who never heard of the Daniels watch this movie as like, I wonder who directed yeah, this. Yeah, that's true. Because it has a personality. Mm. And I think that is a net good for the industry. Mm. Okay, yeah, I accept. I accept your, your reasoning. <laughs> yeah. I think the other film that I also did not like is the, what was it? All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, I have not seen it, but I've seen your review on Letterboxd. Yeah, it's a it's a war film. And it, it, it was quite hype. Uh, but I did not like it. Because it was just like, you could not resonate with any of the characters. You didn't care about the characters. Resonate is one thing, but like you didn't care about the characters. And like I, like I said in my review, like this is a horrific context. Yeah. And you could not care less whether they survived or not. <laughs> you know, I think the only thing that like I thought was interesting is that they're showing you from the German. Oh, is it World War II? It's World War One, but it's from the German side. Yes, the losing side, but still. Right. Because we hardly we, we usually see on the other side, yes, right? Yes. The yeah. Allies side, but we never really see the German side. Yeah. So it's funny to be like I don't know if they are what they're trying to do is like to make you think that even though these are Nazis that they are fighting, yeah. it's trying to get the audience to sympathize. Yeah. Not because they're Nazis or whatever or like even though they're Nazis, but like to sympathize them as people mm. going to war. It's an anti-war film essentially, right? But right. it is not anything that hasn't been said before and it's nothing special just because you're, you're now changing it and doing it from the other side. Mm. I don't know if that, that point really hits extra, you know? Right. So, yeah. The movie that I want to talk about is, do you know Ticket to Paradise? No. Is this Judge Clooney, Julia Roberts rom-com? No, you know how I feel about rom-coms, so no. Okay, so I like rom-coms. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, I know like two minutes ago, I was saying like, well, when you go into rom-com, like what do you expect? But <laughs> I am especially mad at this movie. Okay. Because it's about, so like Julia Roberts and Judge Clooney are divorced. Mm. And they are like this like bickering couple. They hate each other. And then they have a daughter. She graduates college and then goes to Bali with her best friend. Okay. And then she falls in love with this Balinese guy who in real life is clearly half white. Okay. But... Is it Henry Golding? It's not, right? <laughs> no, but he kind of looks like that mix. <laughs> okay. But in the movie, he surprisingly just have like this two Indonesian parents. It's like, oh, good movie. Mm. Anyway, she falls in love with this guy. And then in a month, just like, oh, I'm getting married to this guy. I'm not coming back to the US. And then the parents are just like, what the fuck? So they flew 
to Bali to sort of like ruin the marriage. Mm. But spoiler alert at the end of the movie they're like oh actually they love each other let's get this marriage thing happen. And the movie just made me so fucking mad because it's just like a part of this is maybe just like on a personal level because one is just like how like magical and like it's like this paradise pub bali is how all these people are just just like warm and welcoming and loving and how like this i don't know guy who's like just like a simple farmer and this also like another thing like this guy is so ridiculously good looking and the movie just did not even acknowledge it's like oh yeah he's a balinese farmer <laughs> and i was like So you think she's getting married to a Balinese farmer? No, she's getting married to this ridiculously hot half white guy in Bali. <laughs> like don't treat me like an idiot movie. Mm. But also on a personal level, Indonesia is maybe the most difficult place for me to go inside Asia. Mm. So I already have like this sort of like feeling about this mm. and then you're sort of like painting this like oh this beautiful island that is welcoming with this like warm people and it's like well it's so nice to be a white person in indonesia isn't it <laughs> movie <laughs> why are you not acknowledging that all this people are just like this white people in indonesia like are you not going to say anything about that like yeah it's bali samor it is bali exactly yeah so that is why i don't like the movie and i also know that you <laughs> you mentioned the last time like oh on letterbox you don't like people who are just like i don't like this movie because this character is just like but that's the point it's just like <laughs> yeah maybe it's not fair to the movie maybe it's just like eh hey, just a rom-com but i personally cannot support this movie no i think your your reasons are are more valid than what i felt about other pe- reviewers yeah. i i feel like they're not the same thing but like Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's it's different. It's like it's like you're talking I'm talking more about people who like you go into it, let's say you're watching a film about abuse. Mm. And the film the theme is abuse and then you go into it and think and you give a bad review because you're like, "Oh, that guy was super misogynistic." Abusive. Like, yeah, duh. <laughs> Otherwise, how's the story going to go on? Like that makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I so get it. I that get it. that's more the stupidity of the review, it's not the Yeah. Do you have any songs? I have one song. Not song but like like a band, but yeah. Oh, a band. Okay. I have I have like a lot of songs, but obviously I'm going to I I'm only going to talk about one. Okay. I am going to talk about Stromae. Oh, did you just discover Stromae this year? No, I did not. I started listening since um Papaute. Oh okay okay. Yeah. That that album which was like 9 9 years ago. Yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, anyway, his new album Multitudes is really really good and I'm like I've been like 9 years and then he's come back and it's very exciting and he's got that one song Sante. That's the only song I've heard from the album. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Most of his other stuff is also pretty good. But I love Sante. Yeah, yeah Sante is like exceptionally good and I, obviously I like the message behind Yeah. Well, the message is celebrating people who are people who are working while we are celebrating, right? Mm. And yeah, it's just like a nod to the the working class, you know, the service the service people, service industry people. And uh yeah, I really like that. And the thing about, he did like a tiny desk. Oh, I've seen that on Instagram. I haven't actually watched it, but I've seen people post about that. Oh, it's so good. It's really really good. Okay. I knew that he could sing live. But to see it in that kind of like stripped down tiny desk version was like very impressive. 
But I feel like he's been doing versions of this because he used to do this like lesson videos mm. back then with that with that album mm. where he was sort of doing the songs live and it's kind of that like a stripped down version. I and I liked those versions of the thing. So maybe I'll look. Yeah, I like the 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 tiny desk. Yeah, I think if anything, I feel like the stripped down version is more impressive. Okay. Then yeah, I mean I enjoyed the songs, but like when I saw the Tiny Desk version, I was really really blown away. Okay. Yeah, he's a very he's a great entertainer. Yes, yes he is. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, that's that's mine. Mine is Kape. Kape? Yeah, Kape. It's like this. They're a Norwegian band. There's two of them, and K or C? K. K A R P. Oh, it's K R P, not carp. Like carp. It's carpe. I call it Carpe. Okay. <laughs> okay, fine. I mean, because their previous name mm. was Carpe Diem. Oh. With a K, and then now they just became Carpe. Right, got it. Yeah, but, but it doesn't have like the thing over the E. Uh, the accent. Yeah, so I guess it, it can be Carp. I don't know. Maybe. I've actually never heard anybody, <laughs> because I only discovered them this year. I've never heard anybody like call them so i don't know if it's cop maybe i'm just working through like yeah coffee 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 and then i'd be someone's like do you mean cop <laughs> but yeah they're norwegian like one of them is of middle eastern descent the other one is of indian descent mm. and their songs have like a, this mix of like arabic influence and indian influence and they have a song called path number five and the guy is speaking norwegian but with like a hindi cadence and like the first time I heard it, I was like, is it Hindi? But it's not Hindi. It's just the cadence that he's... I'll, I'll send you the song after this. It's just like mind-blowing. Like, oh, he's speaking this other language like this other language. Oh, okay. And because I don't speak Norwegian and I don't speak Hindi, mm. to me, it sounded Hindi because I know the cadence of Hindi. I don't know what the cadence of Norwegian is like. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> Have you watched any life-changing or like TV that connected with you or shaped you? Life-changing? No, maybe. I mean, life-changing is of course hyperbole, but like something that you really connected with is just like, wow, this is good TV. Well, I like two TV shows this year that I really, really enjoyed. One is Severance. Oh yeah, which you know we've talked about it again before, and like you are a lot more into severance than I am. Let, let the people yes, know that. <laughs> yes, yeah, but I think I'm I'm more in love with the concept than I am like the story as such. You know, because like like I agree with you. Like after a while, it's like the problem is the payoff. It's not great, especially in like yeah. season one. It's quite slow, if anything. It's a lot of teasing. A lot of teasing. Any, yeah, yeah, not enough. Yeah, but. I don't. I love the the concept. I just I just like the aesthetics of it as well. The production design is incredible. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, but like a fun TV show that I really like is Bad Sisters. It's also on Apple TV. Oh, I've I've never even heard of this. Yeah, it's Irish. Okay, <laughs> so you moved to Ireland and then just yeah, like man, well, like, everything. See, that's the thing. It's not like and the thing is weird because it's not like I actively looked out for these things. It came to me. Right. I didn't ask. I didn't. I wasn't on Google being Irish TV show. No. Somebody from the house was like, "Hey, we're watching this thing. It's new. Do you want to join us?" I'm like, "Okay." I sit down and I'm like, "Oh, right, Irish." <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, but it's 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 so enjoyable because, firstly, it is a whodunit genre. Oh. 
And I, like I love that. whodunits. Yeah. yeah, I love it. I just love whodunits. It's like so fun. And you know when it's a whodunit, it's always kind of silly. Yeah. It's preposterous. You know there will be a lot of plot holes. But you don't care. You're in it for the ride. You don't care about like logic and science. <laughs> you know, you have to leave those at the door. Yeah. So Bad Sisters, so much fun. The acting is amazing. It's like four sisters. T- um, you, you, you watch the relationship between the four sisters. It's a very like, it's, it, it's fun. The, the, the villain is fun. Okay. It's fun to hate. Yeah. You really, you're really rooting for the sisters. And it's the thing, it's again, this thing of like, they're doing this awful thing of trying to murder their brother-in-law. Okay. But you, because he is so hateable. <laughs> you root you for root them. them. You're like, no, I really want him to fucking die. Just fucking die already. You know, it's, it's yeah, it's a really, yeah, but very fun. I think if anything, like, I, I know you're not, like, you don't really watch TV shows, right? Not really. Yeah. But if you really want, like, a nice, fun, light whodunit, I recommend Bad Sisters. Is it half hour? No, I think it's an hour. Ah, okay. So that makes it even less likely that I'll watch it. Well, for anyone else else out there then. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is, is, is just one show that I really connected with this year and it's Rami season three. Oh. Have okay. you watched Rami? No, you've talked about it before. Yeah, but honestly, season three is... Season three is like the darkest Rami. Mm. And... Everything is leveled up. Like the cinematography is next level. The stories, like each episode just packs a punch. Wait, can you just give me like a brief, like what is Rami about? So it's about uh, an Egyptian American Muslim hipster, essentially. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And it's about basically being Muslim in, in the 21st century while being a hipster and cool mm. as a, uh, like I, I i don't know okay like even the way that i'm describing it sounds problematic because it's like what is uncool about being muslim you know mm. and <laughs> this is like a show that could be about any millennial like any 20 something that's trying to figure out life it's just like this one He's Muslim. Mm. So he has like relationship problems, friend problems, work problems, but he's Muslim. So it comes with its own things. Mm. And I've read some criticism from the Muslim community. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I get it. Like one of the most common ones is that like, why do you have to be relatable to the, why do you have to be relatable to the mainstream? Mm. So it's like, okay. And even for me, there are parts that kind of make me uncomfortable. For example, there is a character who, of Rami's friends, he is sort of the most devout Muslim. Mm. He's the one who prays five times a day, who is married, who does not like do drugs or party like like, like the rest of them. Mm. And then there's an episode where he sort of like, he was making out with his wife. Okay. Which is... I guess fine in the context of the show. Yeah. But in my head, I was just like, he's making out in public with his wife and he is the good Muslim. Like, he shouldn't be doing that. Like, I know that he's an actor. I know that she's not actually, you know, but in my head, I was just like, no, like, this feels wrong Mm. to just do that. But Mm -hmm. personally for me, I do find it relatable 
in the sense that like this sort of um yeah dance with like yeah living in this i don't know modern world mm. while also trying to maintain the dean Mm. Season one, Rami. In a way, it's maybe like my favorite Rami because that is the Rami that I felt the closest to. In the sense, like, oh, he has been in situations mm. where, like, I have been in those exact six situations ah. to trying to just sort of like live a life as, like, I guess, like a modern Muslim. Again, even the word modern Muslim is very charged. So, like, I don't know how to talk about this show without sort of yeah, being offensive. I know, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, um. but in a way, that's also like why I like the show because it's like, okay, this. There are things that are happening in this show that I don't really know how to talk about, mm. and the show is talk- talking about them. Okay, but I think uh, based on what you just said, I think maybe I have a recommendation for you, which I also really like. Okay, um, this show called We Are Lady Parts. Have you heard of it? I've never heard of it. Okay, so it's basically uh, it's set in the UK, yeah, and it's about this like four or five women who are Muslims in the UK. Okay, and they start a band. Oh, yes, and it's half an hour for each episode so i think perfect yes because rami is half an hour as well the pacing is fantastic before you know it you're gonna be like i'm gonna watch the next one it also tackles what you just said about uh rami where it like deals with this how do you balance the muslim identity with this other identity of yeah firstly being in a all women band and it's like a right like a punk rock band right right you know so yeah balancing that like your religion and your faith and your and and how you want to portray yourself to the world and also it touches on a bit about right relationships and how you uh how you want to deal with that within within that faith right so very interesting stuff it's really good it's really done really really well okay i love that i will check out reality parts yes. and the songs are amazing Is there something else that you want to talk about? Yeah, maybe one or two things that you've changed your mind about. I've changed my mind about. Mm. Oof. Do you have something? Yes, I have two things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I have three, but I already mentioned one, which is tea. Changed my mind about tea, which we already covered. So I have like two more things. Okay, tell me one. Okay, the first one is scarves. Oh, I mean, that's unfair though, because you, you, you've changed weather. <laughs> well, yes, but I've changed weather... And I came here and I was still very reluctant. Really? Yeah, I just... Okay, well, what's your beef with scarves? I just think it's an extra, another extra thing that you... Why do you need if you have a really good jacket? You don't think it's functional? It is now to me. Like I said, that's why I changed my <laughs> mind about it. Because I was okay, so... Okay, okay. I thought that all I needed was like... If I had a good jacket and, wear, and I wear enough layers, I don't need the scarf. Right, Okay. You know, I, it's just one of those things that I think I, I thought before was just some extra things that the 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 fashion companies are trying to market to you so that you buy more <laughs> shit, you know? So I was really, really reluctant and I was freezing a lot of the time. And then one fine day, I was, I was too cold and I thought, you know what? I'll give the scarf a bash. <laughs> and I went out with the scarf and I was like, oh, wow, it actually does make a difference because it gives it like it really shields your neck area. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you have all the layers, it's really like it blocks the wind. Al, I think everybody knew this. <laughs> I don't know. Like to me, it was like, wow, scarves. Why was I ever so against it? You know? And like, okay. And it's one of those things that for the longest time, Nine was trying to tell me, you will regret this. And yeah. <laughs> alas, I have to say that she's right again. But the other thing is the, 
thing that I changed my mind about is the cold. So living in Malaysia all my life, I've always been one of those people that is constantly complaining how hot it is. And I always said that I would thrive better in a colder climate. And I love the cold. And I and when I met Nine and I told her, and she told me straight off the bat, why, you know, one of the reasons why she left Ireland is that it's too cold. So I told her like, no, that sounds like bliss to me. If I were in Ireland, <laughs> I would have no problems because I love the cold. And she told me, you have no idea what you're talking about. Yes. So, <laughs> and we arrived here and yeah, true enough, you know, after a month or so, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm done with the cold. Yeah. I was talking <laughs> yeah. to Nine the other day and I was asking her like, if you, would you rather freeze to death or boil to death? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, because if we had to pick one, <laughs> and she said she would rather, and having known both, she would like rather boil to death. Like that's how much she hates the coal. Oof, oof. You know, I still don't know. If, like, I rather. I definitely want don't want to boil. Yeah, to I death. feel like I would freezing would be death. better because you sort of after a while you just sort of lose consciousness and then you just go. Yeah, but yes. I feel like there's a lot of agony first if you're boiling. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah, because freezing is a form of slowing down, right? Mm. Like it sort of slows down your heart rate and like blah, blah, blah. And you, like you say, you like fall asleep and then you're gone. Like cold just sort of dampens the sensations so you stop feeling things. Mm. Heat? Oof. Nope. No. <laughs> but more power tonight. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> like, I mean, I should have known because every time I enter the shower, her her her... Her dial is at the really hot, yeah. Oh, and even in a cold oh. country, I'm 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 still in that that blue section. Wow. Oh, okay. So for me, it's not something that I've changed my mind on, but something that I've sort of finally like accepted. I was never against flossing, mm. but I just did not. It's just like yeah, if you told me yeah, flossing, yeah, yeah, somebody in my head's like, is it really that important? <laughs> it's just like. Yeah, I brush my teeth and that's fine. But this year, mostly because like I went to the dentist and like I don't have like anything wrong, but mm. my wisdom teeth, they're kind of like growing, they're slightly saying yet, like they're growing at an mm. angle and they're not like causing any problems right now. But because of the angle, mm. it creates like this space at the back where like food deposits. Yeah, exactly. So, and like, brushing doesn't really take it so i actually have to go in there oh. and like take it out so i was just like okay fine <laughs> i will do it <laughs> and i think if i hadn't injured my back in february uh -huh. in march i probably still wouldn't do the flossing but just seeing how fragile my body is uh. and another thing i also picked up which i, I never thought was a bad thing but also was something i never took seriously was stretching mm. I never really stretch when I do anything. Mm. When I go to the gym, when I go climbing, no stretching. I just like, boom, just go through. And I've always been fine. Mm. But since I injured my back, and part of why I injured my back was because I did not stretch. Mm. So now stretching, super important. Flossing, super important. <laughs> yeah, wearing scarves, super important. <laughs> straight up, straight up. Yeah. What is like the, your word for next year? Like what your 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 theme sort of yeah you 
your theme for next year. Next year. I think my theme for next year would be well, your theme for 2023 because this episode is actually going to come out. Oh, right. Yeah. So the theme for 2023 is I think I'm going to say stability because that's the first word that comes to mind. Okay. Yeah, because that is like after all this insecurity this past months in 2022 end of 2022 yeah. i think i need i need some form of like groundedness so i need to get back on my right. my routines i need to get a job all that kind of stuff that provides that sense of groundedness and stability because right now i feel like it's not that i've lost control but a lot of things are not in my control right so i want to harness all of that energy and focus on getting back some control in my life for 2023 Okay. Restart? Restart is a good word. Yeah, restart is my word for 2023. Um I want essentially I need to leave Malaysia mm. and restart somewhere in 2023. And that is really like my my main thing okay. to re- to restart somewhere. When you asked me to think about some kind of advice to give each other, yeah, um, I think one of the things that I actually wanted to tell you was the was about flexibility, like in terms of body flexibility. No, no, in terms of like, like, like <laughs> focusing because I know that you want to leave Malaysia, right? But I also know that like your goal was very much Berlin, yeah, for like the longest time, yeah. But I, from speaking from experience, and this is having said that, I also acknowledged. We have different circumstances and privileges in life. Mm. Whether or not we can end yeah. up somewhere depends on our passports and all yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. I also have to say that, like, when I started the year, I thought I was going to Ireland, and I was already very set, yeah. dead set on like my life is going to be in Ireland. And now yeah. I'm ending it somewhere else. Yeah. So yeah. the advice that I can think of for you is to be open yourself up to that possibility. Because when Nine presented me the option of going to Malta. It wasn't like I straight up jump at jump for joy and like yeah that's it that's yeah, where yeah. I'm going next. No, it was very yeah. much like I had to sit with that for a long time and be okay with the fact that like, you know, you have to like sort of reset your mind a bit and be like, oh shit, it's not going as planned. I have to yeah. be, I have to, sort of, how do you say like, readjust yourself to this yeah, new idea yeah. of being somewhere else. Because Malta was never a place that you thought about, is it? I don't even. The only thing I know about Malta is that it, it is one of the Eurovision countries. <laughs> right. That's the extent of what I know about Malta. I knew nothing. Yeah. So yeah, so basically that's the advice for you is that maybe you want to be more flexible and open with other things. Other things that you probably never even heard about. Thank you. Try podcasting is a project of Al Siu and Al Ibrahim. This episode was edited by me, Al Ibrahim, and the cover design is by Al Siu. My work can be found at madebyal.net, and Al Siu writes at alsiu.com. 
DM us on Instagram with feedback or topic suggestions at Al XL Podcast. Until next time.